It's time to hold on to the truth and prepare for the future. The last days of the church age are upon us. But we have the advantage of knowing where the world is going. We know the end of the story and we know a lot of the details in between. The troubles in this world are not political or physical in nature. They are spiritual in nature. Don't give up. Stand strong in the truth. In today's episode, we're going to take a peek into heaven in Revelation chapter 5. Stay tuned to the end of today's podcast for all the details on my one-year anniversary for this podcast giveaway. Are you ready for another blessing? It's time to listen to as I read Revelation chapter 5. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written inside and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in the earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, or to look inside of this scroll. Stop crying, one of the elders told me. Look, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. He can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb standing in the middle of the throne, the four living creatures and the elders. He looked like he had been slaughtered. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who sits on the throne. When the Lamb had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders bowed down in front of him. Each held a harp and a gold bowl full of incense, which held the prayers of the saints. They sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slaughtered. With your blood you purchased people for God from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voices of many angels, the living creatures, and the elders surrounding the throne. They numbered ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousand times thousands. They sang with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and on the sea, and everything that is in them, saying, to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise, honor, glory, and power for ever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders bowed down and worshipped. And what a beautiful scene it is in heaven. We get our first glimpse of heaven after leaving earth, after the rapture in, of chapter 4. Here John tries to describe to us the scene that he sees in heaven. There was a book in the hand of God. A book in our day 
has pages and a hardcover, but one that we see here is more like a scroll that's rolled up one page after another written on the front and on the back and then sealed at specific spots throughout. There are more than one seals on this book, and we'll find out about that in the next chapter. Next on the scene is an angel, a loud, mighty angel that asks, is there anyone here worthy and able to open this scroll and to break these seals? After the question is posed, there's a declaration made that none, no one in heaven could be found like that. No one in heaven, on earth, or in hell, which had such an effect on John that he started crying. He was weeping. At this point, he was comforted by one of the elders in heaven. One of the elders suggested that there was a person that could do this, and that would do it. And when he calls this person, and when he tells John of this person, it is none other than the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. All these are names of Jesus. And John wrote that he looked like a lamb that had been slain with seven horns and eyes in him he stood by the right hand of god and he went and took the scroll out of the right hand of his father and this brought much joy to all those in heaven there were the four living creatures and the four and twenty elders who are described by what they had in their hands they had a harp and golden vials one for praising God, and the other for holding the prayers of the saints. And they fell down and worshipped before the Lamb. And they sang a new song of love, redeeming love, to Jesus. And they ascribe worthiness unto him. For you are worthy to take and open the seals, this book, this scroll, only you are worthy to do this, Jesus. And they declare that they have been redeemed by God, by the blood of Jesus. Out of all the nations of the earth, honor and praise and glory is given to God for making them kings and priests for him. And they express their love and assurance that they will reign with him on earth. There's also a large company of angels, too many to count, that join the living creatures and the elders, giving glory to God. And every creature in heaven and earth, on it and under it and in the sea, are introduced as giving glory both to God and to the Lamb who sat at his right hand. The whole scene in heaven here is closed by the living creatures saying, Amen to all. And the elders, the four and twenty elders, bowed down again and worshipped the living, eternal God. The scroll that was mentioned was special in a way that, because it was written on both sides, it was full of information. An ancient scroll of the size of Revelation would be about 15 feet long and it would be rolled up horizontally, not vertically. And the rolls of the scroll were on the left and the right, so that when you read it, the writing would lay in the middle 
in a column so that you could read it. And the entire scroll was made out of papyrus or something like that, similar to what a brown grocery bag would be today. In Roman times, the last will and testament was usually written on a scroll, and it was sealed seven times. Throughout the centuries, there have been many who have spoken with certainty about what was on these scrolls, but many of them disagree. So I guess the best takeaway from this is to remember that the emphasis may not be on what is written inside of the scroll, but that it's sealed and that there was one worthy to open it, to break those seals, and we will find out what's written on those as time goes on. It's also interesting to note that even after John was comforted by the elder in his grief of not seeing anyone that was able to open the scroll, the one that was put forward was not the mighty angel who asked the question, not the powerful-looking angel, but the lamb that had been slain in all humility and gentleness and sacrificial love, the one that represents the kingdom of heaven, that's our Jesus. It's also interesting to note that in the original language, it's not translated that Jesus had been slain, but it looked as if he had been recently slain. It was fresh and current before God the Father. It wasn't old and stale thousands of years later. The pain, the wounding, is still fresh as the day that he died on the cross. And yet, even here, the lamb is not shown as an object of pity he also bears the mark of the seven horns and the seven eyes. He's shown as omnipotent, all-powerful, and omniscient, all-seeing. All throughout Scripture, eyes have suggested knowledge and wisdom, and horns suggest power. No one else was found worthy to open the scroll except for the Lamb. He was not a created being. His rank and character and ability to take this scroll and open it came because he, as John was told at the beginning of Revelation, he is the one who is, who was, and is to come. In verses 8 to 10, the song of the elders and the cherubim before the throne is, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we will reign on the earth with you. After Jesus took the scroll, the response of those in heaven was immediate. The angels and the redeemed man in heaven joined together in worship of the Lamb. Each of them had a harp in one hand, which, according to some, is a zithern, or a kind of guitar played either with the hand or with a pick. Ooh, my husband will be happy about that. So there will be worship in heaven accompanied by music, and I hear it's going to be loud. 
And of course, this is the passage that started the whole idea of us having harps in heaven and sitting around on clouds, but that's not exactly true. But there will most definitely be worship of God, for he is worthy. In the other hand of the 24 elders was a golden bowl full of incense. It held the prayers of the saints, and to God the Prayers are a sweet-smelling incense. The connection here between the prayer and incense is shown in Psalm 141, verse 2. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. It's also mentioned that the elders sang a new song. God's mercies truly are new every morning. The four and twenty elders also praise God for making them kings and priests. Believers, as believers, we are kings because of our royal birth and our destiny to reign with Jesus. We are priests because we need no mediator other than Jesus himself. It was really interesting when I came across this quote from Spurgeon, I really appreciate Charles Spurgeon, and this one, I feel like he pulled his sword out and used it here. When a fellow comes forward in all sorts of curious garments and says he is a priest, the poorest child of God may say, Stand away, and don't interfere with my office. I am a priest. I know not what you may be. You surely must be a priest of Baal, for the only mention of the word vestments in Scripture is in connection with the temple of Baal. The priesthood belongs to all the saints. Charles Spurgeon As John was describing every creature in heaven and on earth or under the earth or in the sea or anyone in them, I realized that none of those could be the one to open the scroll, just as he said, because we in scripture are told that we are not to worship the creation, but only the creator. It had to be Jesus or parts of the Bible would not be true. And that would make God a liar. And he's not. It was a tough week this past week. We had power outages here in our area, so we shared. We were blessed, and our electricity stayed on, so we had hot water and heat to share with a houseful. I was exhausted, and by the end of the week on Sunday morning, I did not want to get out of bed because it was warm and I was tired but it was time to go to be on the worship team and worship God. So I dragged myself out of bed. Of course, it was a beautiful time of corporate worship with the family of God. And I would have missed that had I not shown up. But one day soon, we won't have the body that will be holding us back from moments like that. We'll be in God's presence. We'll see him. We'll constantly see the reminder of Jesus' fresh sacrifice before us and what he did for us, that he is worthy to be worshipped. Church, wake up, worship him now. 
as the 24 elders fell on their knees first and then forward on their foreheads prostrate before God to worship him because he is worthy. He has made us kings and priests to worship him who lives forever and ever. As chapter 5 comes to a close, we would now be going to chapter 6 that starts to talk about the seals and what is happening down on the earth where judgment begins to happen. I am thankful that at this moment, we're not there yet. The earth is not there yet. So you still have time to bow before Jesus now by choice before you're made to. Because we see there is a judgment coming, a time of judgment that's coming for the earth. But again, here is your public service announcement. We are still in the church age. We're at the end of the church age. The entire world stage is being set for what is coming. A one world government, a one world religion, a one world economy. It's time to hold on to the truth and prepare for the future. The last days of the church age are upon us, but we have the advantage of knowing where the world is going. We know the end of the story and we know a lot of the details in between. The troubles in this world are not political or physical in nature. They are spiritual in nature. Don't give up. Stand strong in the truth. There is no truth, you say? It's just circular reasoning that you can't nail to the wall? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. Just like the thieves on either side of Jesus as they died on a cross, we still have a choice as long as there is breath in our lungs right now before Jesus calls his church home to heaven. We have a choice to choose him or not. Which one of those thieves will you be? The one that chooses Christ and lives in heaven eternally? Or the one that chose his own way to be cast out into utter darkness for eternity? I wish I had some humor to share here with you, but this is a very serious matter. I may not have humor, but I do have some light to share to get you out of that darkness. John writes it well. God told him to write it down in John 3.16, beginning there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. Jesus has come into the world. And people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light because he doesn't want his evil, dark works to be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light 
so that it may be seen clearly that his works have been carried out in God. If you need to talk or want to send a comment or have a question, I invite you to visit momentswithmoni.com. And now a special message for all my listeners. Moments with Moni will be one year old on January 31st. And for this wonderful occasion, I have a giveaway going on on social media. If you would like to have a chance to win a book that I'm giving away, there are some instructions on Facebook, in the Facebook page, on the Facebook group, also on Instagram, and also I will leave a link here in the show notes on the podcast. The book I will be giving away goes right along with the biblical literacy that I'm trying to share to the world as well as the gospel. And during these last days of the church age, we've been warned to know our Bible, to know what it says so that we will not be fooled by the lies of the false teachers, the false prophets. And in line with that, I'd like to offer the book in the giveaway that is written by Elisa Childers. It's called Another Gospel? Question mark. And what she does is share her own story of being fooled by a pastor. Another Gospel describes the intellectual journey that Elisa took over several years as she wrestled with a series of questions that struck at the core of the Christian faith in her heart. After everything she had ever believed about God, Jesus, and the Bible had been picked apart, she found herself at the brink of despair. Until God rescued her, helping her to rebuild her faith one solid brick at a time. In a culture of endless questions, you need solid answers. If you or someone you love has encountered the ideas of progressive Christianity and aren't sure how to respond, Alicia's journey will show you how to determine and rest in what's unmistakably true. Author Lee Strobel said about the book, This may be the most influential book you will read this year. You can find the instructions on how to enter this giveaway on my website at momentswithmoni.com. Just click on the subscribe and comment button at the top when you get there and fill out the form. This giveaway is open from January 12th to January 31st, 2021. So don't forget to go over there and put in your entry. Thanks for helping me celebrate Moments with Moni. Some
No 